Listener Production. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm making a lot of mouth noises. What's going on? Why am I doing that? What's happened? See, now because I'm so paranoid about the burping, I'm like, I'm developing all these other weird ticks now. Okay. All out of sorts. I'm all out of sorts. Here we go. Take it away, my dulcet toned Adonis. Ooh, saucy. That was a bit Hello, of a saucy one. Welcome back to another episode of Just the Gist. Oh, you sound like Ursula. <laughs> a little bit May West. Yeah, a little bit May West, a little bit, um, you know, when she's like, and you're gonna give him all the. Wait, what does she say in the little moment? language. That's what she does. Oh, did you see Melissa McCarthy as. Oh, yes, but we're breaking news. This is a different show now. Okay. Where was I? Weekly ish podcast. Bi weekly podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party. And it's my turn this week. And actually, funnily enough, I'm talking about an astrologer and Astro Batchy is just outside as we speak. Is he really? Yes. Is he here? Yeah. I didn't see He's him. out there talking to Jess Rowe. He might be gone by now. Oh, I didn't I like, see. Oh, I would have said hi. Come make a quick cameo, weigh in on the astrology debate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, mm. all right. Um, please go ahead, sir. I'd like to hear your story. Okay. So, 470 years ago, mm-hmm. a middle-aged pharmacist wrote some cryptic poems that he claimed were predictions for the future. And ever since then, for 470-odd years, people have dedicated their lives to trying to decipher those poems and ultimately to see the future for themselves in them. He is credited with predicting every major and particularly horrific event in world history over the centuries, the wars, the plagues, the famines, Mm -hmm. the assassinations, right up to 9-11, COVID, even cryptocurrency. Straight up here, though, if he predicted them, then why did they happen? Good point. And we'll (laughs) unpack that. Okay, yeah. You make a really, really valid point that we'll probably keep circling back to, despite the fact that, yes, he made these predictions and yet they've been in no way helpful or useful over the decades. He has this reputation as being the greatest prophet in history and his name has become synonymous with psychic powers. This is just the gist of Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Not as Lindsay thought, Nosferatu, (laughs) when I told Nosferatu. Is that, who is Nosferatu? Egyptian someone? He was the vampire in the first ever vampire movie in the 1920s, that bald guy. Oh, that's with right, the with the ears pointy um, and ears and the fingers. Oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Nosferatu. Why did I think it was an Egyptian? It does sound kind of Egyptian pharaoh ish. A Nostradamus. Mm. Did Nostradamus, is he the one who did 2012? No, that was the Mayans. Oh, okay. The Mayans predicted the world was going to end in 2012. Nostradamus, we'll skip ahead a little bit, he predicted the world was going to end in 1999. Oh. He's the reason a lot of people sold their businesses, quit their jobs, sold their property and got themselves set up in some bunkers underground. Helpful fellow then. Mm, mm. Either way, great movie, 2012. Mm. Love it. Agreed. Do you know anything else or think you might know anything else about Nostradamus? Um... TBH, no. I mean, I just thought he predicted 2012. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that he has predicted things. Um, I put him in the same little filing cabinet in my brain as the Mayans and as that 
little old blind lady who also makes predictions that yes. people think come true. Baba Vanga, I think I it don't is. Know. Yeah. Is she like a, a she's like a Russian like mm. washerwoman or something. I don't and um yeah, I do, but he's but like I said, if he was good at it, wouldn't it have helped in some way? Valid point. Although I bet his fans say, but it's on us to do something about it and we never do. Oh, see, exactly. I've already figured these people out. All right, here we go. <laughs> tell me, tell me this nonsense. All right, we're going to try, or I'm going to try at least to not be too judgy. Oh, okay. It's, I fully appreciate that ever since we as a species have been consciously aware that there is a future that's going to happen, yeah. we've wanted to know what's going to happen yeah, in sure. that future. And every culture all around the world throughout time has had prophecies and predictions and oracles yeah. and their own methods of divination, tarot cards, palm reading, mm-hmm. tea leaves, animal entrails, all of that. We've been desperate to see beyond today mm. since we had brains, basically. And here we are in 2023, nothing's changed. And I think we can all admit that we've dabbled. I certainly indulged quite a bit when I was going through my witchy, the craft phase. Oh, well, anybody our age went through a witchy, the craft phase when they watched the craft. Absolutely. Yeah, and we, you know, you do the little crystal dangling and which way it circles and all the, you know, we all did that. But we were stupid teenagers. Mm. I had a deep, deep-seated belief. I even worked for a psychic, by the way. Really? That was my first ever job, yeah. Doing what? I worked what? as like the receptionist slash sales girl at the front desk. There were three oh. psychics who worked there, and I fully believed that they were the legit real deal, as did most of the people who came to see them. Well, of course. And I had them doing readings for me all the time, which, of course, None. told me things that nothing absolutely never came true. Yeah, right. You were fully You immersed. were part of like a scam racket then. Mm. <gasps> yeah. Jacob Williams Dan. And there's a whole other dark side to that that I will not tell you on air, but put a pin in it and I will I tell you about it. I can't believe we've never but, talked yeah, about that. I'm surprised How as well. How old were you? 17. Were we at drama school? Would, would, no. Did you still have it when we were at drama school? Oh. No, no, no. It was for less than a year, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, look, you keep an open mind. I think open minds are overrated. No, thank you. <laughs> My mind is closed, but I'll listen. Here we go. Anyway, point is, fortune tellers, soothsayers, yeah. they exist because of this innate desire we have to know yeah. what's coming that battles it out with our rational, yeah. logical sense of reality. And that's how people like Q come along, mm. the leader of QAnon. Like, people... You Always know, goes that direction, doesn't it? he was telling them what was going mm-hmm. to happen, and that meant that they were willing to put their trust in him, even though... All of his predictions turned out to be completely untrue. Mm -hmm. He still has devoted followers. That's obviously part of why the Nostradamus myth fascinates people so deeply. So we'll start with the myth, which is basically that Nostradamus was this wise old wizard man who Mm. looked like the prototype for Dumbledore and Mm -hmm. Gandalf and Santa. Big long beard, Mm -hmm. flowing robes. And he had this magical ability to see into the near and the distant future. Mm -hmm. And his believers, his followers, will tell you that Nostradamus, some of them call him Nosti. They feel quite Nosti. affectionately towards Nosti. Uh-huh. They believe he absolutely had supernatural clairvoyant powers that he used to predict all the major events that were going to happen around the world for yeah. the rest of time, which, according to him, was going to end in the year 3,790-something. Right. So we're safe. We are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll make it out. 
dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Happens. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, they say he accurately predicted a lot of things that happened in his own lifetime and then everything that followed in the next yeah. decade and onwards through the centuries, like the Great Fire of London and JFK being assassinated right up to, as I mentioned, COVID and cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And every new year, they use his works to try to generate this year's horoscope. And of course, they never, ever get it right. Who's they? His followers. Oh, the Nosties. The Nosties. Are they called Nosties or did I just... We'll call them Nosties. We'll call them Nosties. Yeah. Also, they use his thing to generate like a, here's your star sign stuff for the year. for what's to come. Right, okay. Yes. Yet to get it correct once, <laughs> but still they do it and they sell books and they're able to push documentaries and wow. they go and do live talks and there's a whole economy that sprung up. People making this. money. Is there like one central nosty body or is it just anybody can attach their name to his anyone. and make it? Because his make writings a have been in the public domain for a really long time. Oh, of course. Okay. So anyone has access to them, anyone can use them. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been duping the world for about five centuries. Yeah. He's convinced people he had some sort of special psychic skill. Mm -hmm. His books have never been out of print since publication. Which really? Is pretty remarkable. And every couple of years they make it back up to the top of the bestseller list because the nosty trend will flare up right. once again, usually after some major global event, particularly catastrophe, mm. that a few people are able to say, Nostradamus predicted this. Look, it's right here in his text. Yeah. So this okay, I have a question now. Mm. When you say he predicted um you know, the uh, Great Fire of London and the assassination of JFK. And mm. and do, did we see that beforehand? Or is it just afterwards people go back and go and, and make it work? That's right. They retrofit it. What? I know. But their belief is if you can retrofit it, then one day we'll be able to decipher We'll be able to predict to it. Able to predict, yes. Which is why every year they give that a crack. And at the end of this, I'm going to tell you one of the things they predicted for 2023. Uh, okay, all right. Oh, my goodness, okay. It's a fun one. Oh, yes. he's, he's, all right, yep. So how did we get here? Nostradamus was born Michel de Nostradam in Ooh. 1503 in Provence into a big Catholic family uh -huh. that used to be Jewish but had to convert to avoid persecution uh, from yep. the Catholics. Mm -hmm. He spent most of his adulthood right up till he was 47 working in quote-unquote medicine, but sort of best practice mm. that they had at the time. Yeah, A lot of sources call him a doctor or a physician, and he did start university twice to become a doctor, but the first time his uni shut down because of the Black Plague. Oh, no. And the second time he was expelled. Oh, so, what for? Do we know? Uh, they found out that he'd been working as an apothecary, a pharmacist. Oh. And, and that classified as a manual trade, and if you were a doctor you were not allowed to have done any sort of manual well, trade. Well, yes. I mean, listen to our um, anal fistula yes. episode, King Louis the fifth. which one was he? The Sun King's anal fistula. Mm. If you were a physician, you weren't allowed to be a surgeon. So barbers were surgeons. Yes. Just because, well, we're already holding a razor. Mm. There was this weird lack of cooperation yes. between doctors, apothecaries and surgeons. How bizarre. They're trying to save lives, but yeah. they're working against each other. Okay, so got expelled from medical school. And was not a doctor, but in his mind, he wasn't not a doctor. Sure. So he didn't let that stop him from going around diagnosing and treating people using a mix of herbal remedies mm -hmm. and astrology. Mm. Which 
mm. wasn't uncommon at the time. Astrology was sort of considered to be a science that yeah. applied to the medical field back then. And apparently he did a pretty reasonable job. I don't entirely not believe astrology. Now, you're far more into it than I am. You are. Mm. You are... Guys, listeners, Jacob is 100% no, astrologer. Uh, yes, you are. No. You are all about what your star sign <laughs> is and how that is like here are the accurate descriptions of what that means about your personality, blah, 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 blah. Look, I just, I'm not against the concept that the stars and the way the universe is moving. I mean, if the moon controls the tides and my period, mm. then it's not out of the realm of possibility that, other things can be Agreed. predicted by the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Mars and Mercury being in retrograde at the back end of last year, beginning of this year, is just all the evidence anyone needs. Why? Because everything was just a bit out of whack, a bit chaotic. Everyone was having miscommunications. Things yeah. were just going wrong all the time. My butt. Right? Yeah. Yes. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong. Thanks, Mars. Yeah. We'll okay. We'll through a few more of them in our lifetime. But, um, yeah, I mean, you might be interested to know, based on their astrological beliefs in medicine back in the day, you as a Gemini yeah. would experience significant problems with your head and face in particular, whereas I would experience them with my back. Oh, what's wrong with my face? Which actually hasn't been the case, and there's been nothing wrong with my back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my head's fucked. We all know <laughs> this. But my face is fine. My face is fine. Thank you. Mm. So he, um, he's diagnosing people himself mm. uh, with his own little potions and astrology. Yeah, and apparently saving lives during the Black Plague mm, okay. as well. I yep. mean, recollections vary and he's our primary source mm. for most of it, but apparently he was doing a pretty good job travelling all around Europe, learning from different healers and chemists, and then he'd make these potions and pills and soaps and also cosmetics and sell them. And mm. he'd write out recipes for potions and pills and sell them along with recipes for jams and jellies because sometimes he'd just stumble across something he was trying to make to save lives and he'd be like, oh, that's nice on a bit of toast. Yeah. And <laughs> sell it. It's nice on a bit of toast. So he, like, above all else, was a capitalist. He yeah. was about making money. And then in 1550, 47 years old, that's when he realised he could make a lot of money in the publishing game. Mm. And he started writing and selling almanacs. Right. Which are kind of like magazines slash calendars mm. slash reference manuals for the year ahead. These were super popular at the time. Yeah. The printing press had been in Europe for about 100 years by then okay. and that had really sparked an upswing in literacy. Yeah. And people who could read were desperate for things to read. Yeah. And almanacs were cheap and they were accessible, but more than that, they were very helpful and practical because they had information about when the seasons would yeah, change. Yeah, like weather. Full moons, when to plant your crops, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Farmers in particular needed them. Mm. So Nostradamus wrote and published this first almanac and from the very beginning, he went a step or two further yeah. than your standard almanac. He included predictions about world events and politics mm. and looming disasters for the coming year based on what he saw in the stars. And that's quite interesting because he is already being really smart about blurring the line between actual, real, predictable information mm. and not. Yep. Like, 
predicting the seasons when you have a map of the sky and you know that that star is there right now and by the time it's there, this is going to happen. Like, you you can predict mm. seasons and weather yeah. and all that stuff. So that is very helpful to people. And then he slips in these other things. Mm. So almanacs that people are reading that are usually filled with real information, it's like fake news. Yeah. Now he's slipping in fake bits. Right. And it's like today people read regular news and think it's news and then there's fake bits. Oh, nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slipping in a bit of gossip in there just to spice up the content. Right, how smart. Yeah. Now, when he was including these predictions, he never stated explicitly what his methods of divination were. So there's just been a lot of speculation over the centuries about that. Yeah. Some say he stared into flames. Some say he got high on nutmeg and had visions Mm. from that. Did you know you could get high from nutmeg? Yeah, don't do this, everyone. But apparently if you have like more than a teaspoon of nutmeg, you'll start tripping balls. You'll also start shitting your pants. Wasn't that a TikTok trend? I think the kids were doing that, the kids with a Z. We're, I remember t- we're taking cinnamon. nutmeg, or maybe I'm thinking we're trying of cinnamon. To swallow cinnamon just makes you. You know what? I'm going to check with Chris, our resident Gen Zer in the listener office. He'll tell me. <laughs> Report back. Yeah, he always knows. Um, a lot of people think as well that because his family used to be Jewish, he must have been using Kabbalah. Oh right, Madonna's fave. Yes. Yeah. So long before Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher were mm. on board, they think that Nostradamus was putting Kabbalah, Kabbalah. on the map. Yeah. Anyway, the most logical thing, I think, is that it was all based on astrology. So he was writing horoscopes. Yeah. And people couldn't get enough of them. Um, Most of them, of course, like all horoscopes we we see today and fortune cookies for that matter, written in very, very vague language in this almanac, which was published under the now Latinized version of Nostradam, which is... Nostradamus, Mm -hmm. just the one mononym name. Oh, it's just like if I put out a magazine called Rosie. Rosanna. Yeah, or Rosanna. Rosannis. Rosannis. So, yeah, hit from the very beginning. Yeah. So, of course, he got to work writing more. Mm. And over the next few years, he became famous around France and then all throughout Europe. His almanacs were translated into different languages And so people from around the world started contacting him and requesting personal horoscopes and readings so Mm. that they could get individual advice. And, of course, he was happy to oblige for a fee. I'm sure he was more surprised than anyone that his reputation just sort of took off like this, given that he'd had no background in telling people's fortunes. He was just like a door-to-door lipstick salesman. Oh, my God. Carrying around some jam and some <laughs> some jam and remedy lube and something pills. else, yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's got lords and ladies in the European aristocracy coming to him for advice on big decisions they needed to make. Well, how lucky he has his assistant Jacob Stanley to do all the scheduling <laughs> <laughs> and selling him as a true prophet. <laughs> Keeping the scam running, as it were. You've got to have someone to keep the wheels on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, of course, he kept churning out these almanacs, all bestsellers, and that was all despite the fact that in that time, there mm. were very vocal critics who were yeah. doing their best to get him shut down. They called him Monstradamus Ooh, because okay. he was spreading all this false information yeah. um, that was proving for a lot of people to be quite harmful. Like what? Well, they were making decisions to sell their farms because the crops were going to fail. 
oh, and then they didn't right. and they yeah. financially oh, no. screwed. Or vice versa, he might tell them they were going to have a really prosperous year and so they should plant extra and hire extra staff and then the opposite Oh dear. Happen, yeah? Okay, yeah. They called him a brainless lunatic idiot shouting nonsense in printed materials that oh, they would wow. post around the cities to try to get people to stop paying attention to he's, Nosti. He's like Trump or yeah, Elon. Yeah, That's what we call them. Fake yeah. Yes, precisely. Oh, wow. Um, they pointed out that a lot of his astrological charts just totally inaccurate. Planets and stars in the wrong places. Oh, really? In the charts he was publishing. So he doesn't even, he's not even putting in minimum effort. That's right. And a lot of his predictions were paraphrased or just lifted and 100% plagiarized oh. from other different psychic predictions oh that goodness. have been in print for a long time. Seems he just assumed that no one else was going to have access to the books he had access to. Right, yeah. So he could just go ahead and borrow anything that he thought suited his brand. And they also were very quick to point out that 95% of his predictions did not come true. Yeah. So at this time, he was making predictions for the next few months or for the next 12 months. Yeah. It was the annual edition. And 5% of them. Yeah. So just so you don't have to wait long chance they would come to true. To see, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And yet, people chose to put their faith in him. And some say that partly attributable to the fact that a lot of his predictions were super negative. Yeah. So people were relieved that the predictions didn't come to pass. Ah, and okay. And thought that they'd been able to somehow avoid the catastrophe from happening that he'd predicted. So he'd been helpful. he'd predicted, yeah. <laughs> That's so perfect for him. Right? <laughs> so he just kept making more and more money as he kept making these thousands of predictions and you know oh when you're in this sort of business the more predictions you make yeah then it's just a numbers game the more that are going to come true you celebrate the ones of that course. come true much more loudly than you acknowledge the ones that didn't and true. even the ones that don't if he set up this system where he's like your farm is going to flood next time it rains mm. so then they build like a a wall mm. and then it doesn't flood, and they're like, thank God he told us to build that wall. Phew. Like, phew. Had we not. It would have happened, but you don't know. Oh, my God, he's got the perfect scam. Yeah, right? Ah, oh, what a genius. And then things really took off for him around 1555. Mm. That's when he published the first edition of the book that would end up going down in history, yeah. Les Prophecies. Ooh. The prophecies, and he was also summoned to Paris to work for the Queen of France, mm. Catherine de Medici, who was a big fan of his and of his almanacs. So, just quick recap: traveling yeah. salesman yes. sold herbal lozenges, and the recipes <laughs> to those lozenges pivoted into writing horoscopes at the age of forty-seven. And then, by the time he was fifty-two, he was counseling the king and queen of one of the world's superpowers at the time on matters of national oh, importance. That's a hustler. Oh, yeah. He's a hustler. <gasps> he got to work and he worked. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about his book, his magnum opus, yes. The Prophecies. The Prophecies. It was kind of like a greatest, greatest hits compilation of all his favourite classic timeless predictions mm -hmm. that had yet to come true, but he claimed still would. Mm. Obviously, none of the duds that hadn't yeah. come true. Yeah. They were easy to erase. And then a bunch of fresh new warnings about doom and war and pestilence and famine that was yet to come. And did he put a timeline on it? Not on oh, any of so them. that's why we're still thinking it's okay that's happening right. now. Right, right, right. All of these predictions... <laughs> I'm sorry. 
like doubling back on that information. Mm. He doesn't put a timeline on any any of it. So that literally means what he's predicting, no one can ever say it's wrong because he's like, well, that it's not the right time. But there is no time. He didn't put a time. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Ah, oh, this <laughs> guy. Okay. He's smart, though. Let, Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me describe what he's written. And mm. again, many of these plagiarized. So each prediction is written as a quatrain. A what quatrain does that mean? is a four line poem. Okay. And if you read it in the original language in which the quatrains were written, mm. mostly Middle French, they rhyme. Mm-hmm. But of course, all the translations we have access to today do not. Mm-hmm. All of those quatrains are grouped together in batches of 100. Each of those batches oh. is called a century, but that doesn't mean that those prophecies align to a particular century right. in history, if that makes sense. There are 10 of those centuries. Wow, okay. By the time the book was finished in its final edition, there yeah. are 941 quatrains, 941 <laughs> predictions. The first edition only had 350-something. Yeah. No particular order, not listed chronologically, not even by theme, not by country, not even by millennium. Just a random assortment of cryptic four-line rhyming riddles. Mm -hmm. No helpful references that might allow you to place what he's trying to talk about, just these metaphors and warnings about floods and fires and zombies and chaos. I cannot believe this is Nostradamus. Like, I don't, I, I, I thought there was more to it than this. Mm. Truly, that sounds like I could go read that book and pick one of those quatrains and just go back over my life and go, Nostradamus predicted something specifically in my life. Mm. Look at this quatrain. Mm. You could apply, you literally... Don't think you would be the first person to do that. Of course, yeah, you can, he's done it so that you can apply it to anything. Yeah, that's right. And this is what people think, believe in? Dedicate their lives and careers to and make fortunes out of writing books that try to decipher what he tried to warn us about in these four-line poems. I really thought there was more to it than this, but okay, yeah, this is yeah, fascinating. So did I. So, <laughs> like what? Shall I just read you a random yeah. example? Read me a random example and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply See it to my life. Can. Oh, I'll be able to. Go. Okay. The lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated on, this is actually quite a famous one, will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle, but by other rumours she shall be dishonoured. What's a pasteur? What does that mean? That is a common surname. Oh, okay. Something lost will be discovered. I mean, I could just say, okay, that applies to my life because, um, um, uh, I lost my innocence in my traumatic childhood. Mm. And um, then I, you know, had the difficult time with my brain trying to recover from the events. And um, I was briefly dishonoured for being a nutcase, but then have built back up like a phoenix. Ta-da. Almost as a godlike figure. Exactly. See? As the host, as a podcast host. 
That's the thing. When something happens in the world, they'll tie it back to one of these quatrains in with links as tenuous as that. And that's obviously what I mean. you overlooked some of the words that I are know. in here and that's exactly what these people do. Because I just did that. I literally did that in 30 seconds. Mm. That was like a very rough first pass in 30 seconds after hearing it once and I still kind of made it work. Mm. Imagine if you thought about it for days, weeks, months at a time. Mm. You could intricately link anything to anything. Yeah. This particular one, I wasn't going to unpack this, but we'll go into it because yeah. I've read it out now. When they first started discovering like bacteria mm. and Louis Pasteur invented pasteurization uh, yeah. to help sterilize milk and other food products, that's when they were like, the lost thing is discovered hidden for many centuries, bacteria. We've discovered oh. bacteria. That's what he's... And Nostradamus even said Pasteur, like I said, common, common surname. surname. So yeah. could have referred to someone he was friends with that mm-hmm. he just yeah. wanted to dedicate something to here. Celebrated as almost a godlike figure because, you know, he yeah. made a major contribution to society. When the moon completes her great cycle, who knows what the hell that's got to do with, but mm-hmm. probably something they'd link it back to timing mm. of the discovery. But by other rumours shall be Dishonoured. Dishonoured. Not actually sure. What yeah, that but still, they you can you can make a work. They would have made something. Yeah. Make up to it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. So that's basically it. This is the prophecies. Yeah. And and the book's just hit. filled with those. And Nosti worked for the king and queen, and he was very much enjoying his reputation as the world's greatest prophet, psychic astrologer. Now, when you watch any documentaries about Nostradamus, one of the first major pieces of evidence that the Nostrad experts mm. point to to prove he was legit is the violent death of King Henry I, his employer. Sorry, Henry II. Yeah. They think he predicted it in great detail. The story goes like this. Yeah. In July 1559, King Henry II of France was uh-huh. jousting in a friendly tournament. Mm-hmm. His opponent's joust splintered and a piece of wood went through the eye slit in Henry's Ooh. helmet, then through Henry's eyeball Ooh. and into his brain. And he got lobotomized. Yeah. <laughs> Ten days of suffering before he died no. of sepsis. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, what a way to die. Yeah, his physician's approach was wait and see. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Didn't oh do anything to intervene. So, yeah, the infection just kept getting worse and worse. Uh, Nosti's fans believe he saw this coming and he tried to caution the king not to compete in any jousting tournaments. But the king was a sceptic, so he ignored the warning, so it was his own fault. All right, give it to me. What did he said? I'm going to read the quatrain, but just before I do, I want to just go into a bit of a side note. Sure. There are no two versions of any prophecy, any quatrain, that are the same. There have been inconsistencies in transcription from one copy to the next within the same language. Even You mean like the translations and stuff, they all change? Well, translation makes a big difference because whoever the translator is is making subjective choices about the best, most appropriate word word to use. They're just guessing a lot of the time. Um, But also even just from one edition to the next, they can track the very inconsistencies there. Um, And then a lot of the quatrains were mixed written in a mix of Greek and Latin and Middle French, a little bit of English, and then a dash of local Provençal dialect Uh in there as well. It's just gibberish Gibberish. that they've tried to unpack and then translate into something you can understand. 
Um, plus, like, the printer screwed up along the way and did their own paraphrasing on some <laughs> of the things that they thought didn't make sense. So there's really no definitive text right. of this is what he wrote. And it doesn't sound like he would really care. He's like, as long as it's selling. Yep. I don't know. I don't even remember what's in it. Just dollars, yeah. please. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is just one version of the famous quatrain that uh-huh. really put Nostradamus on the map. The young lion shall overcome the old on the field of battle mm. in single combat. In a cage of gold, he shall pierce his eyes, mm. two wounds from one, then to die a cruel death. Well, I mean, yeah, you can make that work. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> like, Henry was the older lion, yeah. younger opponent did overcome him on a battlefield, battlefield in single essentially, combat. yeah. Cage of gold, helmet. The helmet, yes. yeah. Eye pierced, eye and brain infected, two wounds from one, mm-hmm. died a cruel death. You can People make a like, work. There it is. It's right there. The thing is, there is no written record of that prediction until the final version of the prophecies was published nine years after Henry Uh, died of that uh, splinter. Everyone's willing to overlook that fact. Of course. In fact, the record, the written record at the time tells us Nostradamus had predicted a long, healthy life for Henry. (laughs) But, of course, believers today will do all sorts of mental gymnastics to make the story ring true. They'll try to rewrite history, tell you the quatrain must have just featured in an earlier almanac that's been lost over time. But Nostradamus definitely said it before it happened and he tried to save the king's life. But Mm. that's what happens when you don't listen to Nosti. Anyway, Nostradamus died in nineteen, uh, sorry, fifteen sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, How had, old was he? Uh, Sixty-two. So he was going for about fifteen years with this. Oh yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, okay. and I mean, life expectancy around that time was about fifty. Yeah. So he kind of got bonus few yeah. years, which is when he was at his richest and would have been his most comfortable. But he had all sorts of ailments, including something called dropsy, which I'd never heard of, and that is a cute name, but a horrific. Affliction. What is it? Just quick aside. All sorts of swelling and nastiness around the joints, like gout, but even worse. Oh, I thought you were going to say around the balls. I think just because it's called dropsy. (laughs) I don't, anyway. Okay. That was Medical Corner. (laughs) Didn't predict his ailments, did he? No. Mm. He'd probably tell you he did. Sure. Well, he apparently, according to his believers, predicted his death. Uh, Didn't avoid it, though. If only. <laughs> How did he predict his death? Uh, he just said he would die one day, and then when he did, they were all like, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> He told his assistant, according to his assistant, mm. before he went to bed one night, he said, you, you won't find me alive in the morning, and oh. went to bed. And then sure enough, the next morning, the assistant found Nosti dead on the floor. That's not, I don't think that's true. He went around telling everyone about Nosti's death and final prediction. Yeah. And, of course, sales of the prophecy yes. <laughs> got a nice little bump. <gasps> yeah. even predicted his own death. Mm. Then, over the next 450-odd years, hundreds of versions of the prophecies mm-hmm. have been published, new translations, new interpretations, hundreds of companion books claiming to decipher all the prophecies. Wow. And each one is this mix of... Here are the quatrains that resemble past events Mm. that he clearly foretold. And then here's what I predict is going to happen in the next few years based on some of these other quatrains. Every major event, as I keep saying, has been linked back by some Nostradamus fanboy or mm, fangirl. To one of the quatrains. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them, it's a close thing. Like the French Revolution, 
The quatrain was, songs, chants and demands will come from the enslaved, held captive by the nobility in their prisons. At a later date, headless idiots mm. will take these as divine utterances. Well, there you go. So, yes, apparently when the re- revolutionaries mm-hmm. were on the move, they were singing, they were chanting, they were certainly making their demands, and a lot of people ended up headless. I've seen lemurs. Yeah. Yeah, I know they sing. There we go. Yeah. So that's one that applies quite directly. There's a bit more of a stretch when they say that he um, predicted Napoleon. Yeah. Because he refers to three different places that are like, I can't even remember, yeah. Leon, Poland, and Naples. Yeah. And they're like, nay, Paul, Leon. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. Come on. Big, big stretches. One of the things he's most famously applauded for is predicting the rise of Hitler and World War II. Oh, I think I have heard this. Mm. Yeah, keep going. The two quatrains that are linked to Hitler are firstly, from the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. Uh He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, his fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Oh, hey, that's... I can see that one's more convincing than others. That could be... Applied to, to any famous no, person who was born in Western Europe sure. with poor parents. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. some of them are so dumb, like the Napoleon mm. one. But that one, you're like, okay. A bit less of a grasp. Yeah. Yeah. Then the one they get really excited about is beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers to greater part of the battlefield. Sorry, the greater part of the battlefield will be against <gasps> Hista. In a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. But so, he said hister. Hister. That's and they not, go, it was a typo or maybe he was confused <laughs> in one of his visions, but that's just too similar to Hitler to not be Hitler. <laughs> they ignore the fact that there was a river called Hister um, back in the day. Okay. He was referring to the river Hister. But then they're like, no, 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 but it, it talks about Germany. Mm. And beasts of ferocious hunger, that's got to be tanks. Something like that. Oh, it's obviously tanks. Yes, yes, yes. So, yep, like I said, mental gymnastics will allow you to transpose that onto actual history. How did did people say he predicted um, the assassination of JFK? Oh, this is just going from memory. Yeah. But it'll be something like the great man will be killed from on high. Ah, okay. And then a dead innocent will be blamed. Sure, because people think that um, Harvey Lee Oswald didn't actually didn't do it. Do it, but yeah. then he himself was assassinated. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. See, mm, like that's dumb, but I get, I get why people do this stuff. That's Connect, right. th- make these connections. Not useful in the slightest. Did not save JFK's <laughs> <No>. life. Did not prevent <laughs> Hitler from coming along and killing <sighs> millions of people. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, didn't. But not they helpful. have to get excited. Mm. That oh, looks like maybe. There are 941 of these cryptic mm-hmm. real poems. Of course, some of them are going to resemble something mm. that has happened in the infinite possibility of, of reality. Course. The Simpsons have made a similar number of episodes, yes. 750-ish, and they've made more accurate predictions about a period of 35 years <laughs> than Nostradamus has made of four and a half centuries. I am putting my faith... <laughs> Much more closely and firmly in The Simpsons yes. than in Nostradamus. In The Simpsons we trust. Mm. That's your fortune cookie. There it is. The Simpsons. They mm. have, though. Yes. Yeah, they so, actually have. I will actually put a link in the show notes to a couple of articles Trump, that outline um, and, that. 
announcing his candidacy, mm. going the escalator. Or there's so many mm-hmm. from The Simpsons. Yeah, it's yeah. eerie. Yeah, I think eerier than any of this stuff. But yeah, people have this enduring fascination for Nostradamus, and knowing that, of course, grifters are going to come along and figure out a way to make their own fortunes yeah. with books, documentaries. There have been a bunch that have claimed that they're able to communicate with Nostradamus in the afterlife, so you could go and pay to have a reading from Nostradamus via a psychic medium. They make cash. And if you can communicate with him in the afterlife, then can't you ask him specifically what they're about so then you can actually go and prevent things and be helpful? tell us which one of these have come to pass and which ones can we look forward to in the future. Well, some of them (laughs) claim that they do just that. Oh, okay, good. That's the predictions that they're selling people. Yeah. When Princess Diana died, of course, Nostradamus mm. predicted a big spike in book sales. Mm-hmm. 9-11, you can imagine yep. what that did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing's ever been averted, thanks no. to Nostradamus, but people will continue to try. You go back and link it. Yep, and then things got so much better when social media came along. <laughs> that always improves a situation that involves misinformation. Now people just write totally fabricated quatrains and really? put them out. Yeah. And no one can really say what what's what because they're all different. Yeah. So If you're not someone who's actually read the prophecies and memorised yeah. them, then you'll possibly be duped yeah. by something that sounds similar to the type of language that Nostradamus used. Oh and also God. for the fact that there are so many different versions of all yeah, of exactly. his quatrains. It's like, oh, that could just be That's just a another version. variant. Yeah. And ultimately, it's all leading to making people money. Nostradamus equals clicks, clicks equal dollars. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the latest Nostradamus <gasps> boom, which what came thanks to the death of Queen Elizabeth last year. Oh, really? And Charles's predicted upcoming abdication. Stop. Boom, boom. So Liz died, obviously, September, I think Ish, it was, around then, yeah. 2022. Now someone pointed out to the news media that a Nosti expert called Mario Redding had written a Prophecies Explainer book back in 2005 mm-hmm. that had correctly guessed the month and year of Lizzie's death and then Charles abdicating from the throne. Okay. Yes, that someone who contacted the media was Mario Redding's son, who is also a Nostradamus expert. Okay, who sure. Writes his yep. own books yep. on that, the topic. That are available to buy. Please click here. Yes. yes. Mario himself died in 2017. Mm hmm. So Liz died, mm-hmm. and in the interest of getting as many clicks as they possibly could, mm. it was a very competitive environment at that time, a bunch of news outlets posted articles with headlines saying, shocking claims, Nostradamus predicted the date of the Queen's death. It mm. says Charles won't be king. And they directed people straight to Mario Redding's book, and that was one of many books he'd written about Nostradamus. Daily Mail does these stories all the time, actually, come to think of it. Mm-hmm. Like, every couple of months or so, there'll be Nostradamus predicted X, Y, Z. Yeah, they do them all the time. Um, Lindsay and Zoe were saying that they've seen some just in the last couple of days. Really? Yeah, yeah They calm around all the time. And people You're going to start noticing them. them more now mm. that you've listened to this episode. Uh, yeah, so in that book, 2005, Mario claimed he'd cracked the code of one of the quatrains, actually all the quatrains, he figured out dates that he thought they all related to. Mm. This particular quatrain he was certain applied to around October of 2022. Mm -hmm. It reads, because they disapproved of his divorce, 
a man who later they considered unworthy, the people will force out the king of the islands, a man will replace him who never expected to be king. But William is expecting to be king. That's what they're saying, that it's not going to be William. But before we unpack that, can we just... (laughs) Andrew! (laughs) We are going to get to that. But just first, quickly, this quatrain was used for decades to prove that Nostradamus had predicted the abdication of King Edward. Everyone had accepted that's talking about Edward and Wallace Simpson. Mm -hmm. Turns out they're happy to recycle. Yeah, I quatrain can reply to two. I was going to ask you how many of these quatrains end up, like, are there debates about what it applies to or do they just decide, oh, actually, this one now. Yeah, mm. they just so it's, they can apply to multiple events. Yes. <laughs> of course. Isn't it convenient? Uh, it's so convenient. Yeah. yeah. So Mario's claim was King of the Islands, obviously King of the British Isles. If there's a king on the throne in Britain in 2022, mm-hmm. when you believe this refers to, must mean Liz has just recently carked it. Mm. Charles is about to take over, but Charles is divorced from Diana makes him unworthy, so he'll be forced to pass the crown on to a man who never expected to be king. And back in 2005, George and the other two hadn't been Mm. born yet. And so the next in line after William, who did expect to be king, was Harry. Mm. So his assertion in that book that thousands of people started buying was that Harry was going to be crowned king in 2022 after Elizabeth died, which is hilarious in light of recent events. Does that mean William was dead? Like, William's off the table. That's the assumption he's made in that book. Okay. William's going to have been eliminated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Way. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're, draw- we're drawing a long bow here. Like, mm. we are, we're connecting a lot of very far away dots, but okay. But it was enough to sell thousands of units of this oh book God. every week. <laughs> it went from selling, like, a couple of dozen a mm. month to then just Every few, it, they couldn't keep it on the shelves. Mm, they had mm, to put mm. it back into prick. It prick. Into prick. <laughs> <laughs> keep oh, it in, Lindsay. We're keeping that. Um, yeah, all people needed to hear was Nostradamus predicted the year of Elizabeth's death and just went yeah. add to cart, purchase please, because they wanted to see what else was in the book that might come true. Yeah. So, Kaching yeah. for Mario's son. But the never expected to be king of it all does not end there. I Mm. assume you've heard of Simon Durante Day. Mm -hmm. Lindsay? Nope. So Simon Durante Day is a man who lives in Queensland, Australia, and he claims... Yes, that he is the son of Charles and Camilla that they gave up years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now a lot of Nostradamus devotees firmly believe that old mate Simon is going to be the one who ends up wearing the crown because he'll finally get his wish. He'll have a DNA test that will prove he's the love child of Charles and Camilla. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he's Charles's eldest son and the rightful heir to the throne. When the scandal of that happens, (laughs) public opinion will be so anti-Charles that he'll be forced to abdicate and hand over to this man who lives in, I'm pretty sure, a rural area, but somewhere in Queensland, Australia. Hey, look, I've seen interviews with that dude and he's not, he kind of looks like him. He looks like their love child. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We might post a photo of the two of them. Yeah. Where you can sort of do the mashup of Chaz and Cam Cam's faces. And it absolutely does make sense that if she had got pregnant back then, they mm. would have had to have hush-hushed it and yeah. sent him off to the colony. If you don't know anything about this, the evidence that he points to includes that Camilla went completely off the radar for 
nine months yeah. or longer. Um, and Charles was sent overseas for a while mm-hmm. as well to sort of separate the two of them. And then his adoptive parents worked for mm-hmm. um, the palace. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they just off they went to the colonies, yeah. as you say. <laughs> um, and he has no record of who his birth parents were. So he's I think adamant. He, and, yeah. he, and when you see him, you're like, mm, mm. mm. So, yeah, that would be deliciously juicy. Ooh, see, that would make me happen. believe in Nosti. Yeah. If that comes true, I'll say, I believe. I believe. <laughs> I believe. I don't know that it necessarily proves anything about Nostradamus, but it certainly proves Mario Redding. Yeah. <laughs> with his interpretation of something that was very, very vague. Um, and look, if that did come to pass, I would say it's just another example of his 941 poems resembling something that ended up happening. And look, there are probably more that are going to come. Like I said, Mm. it's a numbers game. Things in the poems are going to reflect reality or at least resemble it. Are there any big like end of world ones or like coming up? Like do do I need to look out for an asteroid headed towards my head? You can look forward to cannibalism before that. Oh! Because apparently in the next few years, the cost of food is just going to get so outrageously right. high that man is going to start eating his fellow man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. They have been applying that one to just about every decade yeah. ever yeah. since the book was released. Um, but, I mean, we were, we're all seeing what the cost of living it's not easy right now. At the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, World War Three. a lot of people are expecting. He predicted a seven-month war. Yeah. Which they thought was going to be the Ukraine and Russia uh-huh. conflict um, escalating because other countries joined the fray. So mm-hmm. that will be the third world war that he'd predicted. Mm, but that's not happening though, so. <sighs> mm, I mean, so far. Depends who you talk to. Oh, all right. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> There's some really vigorous debate going on at the moment as to whether the Antichrist, and there will be a third Antichrist, the first one was Napoleon, the second one was Hitler, Hitler. the third one could be Putin, could be Elon Musk. (laughs) 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 Depending on which camp you listen to. Okay, well, sure, okay. And so that's where that's where we've landed with Nosti. That's where we are. That is just the gist of Nosti Nostradamus and his prophecies and almanacs. I can't believe that's all it is. Like, I didn't have a a big sense of what he was. Mm. I even, to be honest, didn't know if it was a real person. I wasn't sure if, Mm. like, I thought maybe it was just a story. Um, But he did exist and he just wrote a bunch of poems Mm. that are random gibberish and can therefore be applied to any and all specific situations. That's That's literally it. Yeah. And look, he is a mix of man and historical, factual person. Sorry. Yeah, I said that. Myth and Myth real. and, yeah, yeah. real. Because there are these things that I've described that we have evidence for, but then mm. there are also these other apocryphal tales yeah. about his life that there's no evidence it actually happened. But whenever you read an article about him that's pro-Nostradamus or yeah. watch a documentary, they'll talk about the fact that one day he just suddenly fell at the feet of this random monk and said, I have to worship you because you're going to be Pope one day. And then 40 years later, that guy went on <sighs> to become Pope. It's very um, religious-y. Like, mm. it's... it's uh, And, you know, I'm, I'm not religious. And I don't mean to be offensive to y'all, but like it's it very easily could have been the Bible and mm-hmm. he could have been seen as a prophet, like Jesus or something. Like yeah. 
I, I'm because to me, this is exactly what the Bible it does. Very, it's just a whole culty. lot of random yeah. language that people then interpret in a mm-hmm. way that suits them. Yeah. And they put their own spin, spin on it as well. Yeah. So people, of course, they've done to his text exactly what they've done to texts like the Bible mm-hmm. and the Torah, where they try to decode, you know, apply a number to each letter and find secret yes. hidden messages that are in there. And yeah, this whole economy has been built around it because you can, if you want to, build your career in there. Yeah. And you can, if you want to, build a belief system out of this. Wow. Yeah. It's just a bunch of poems, most of which were plagiarized. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my God, that was good. That was fascinating. Yeah. Well, I will obviously, as always, put yeah. um, a bunch of links to some documentaries um, and some very interesting articles. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, the prophecies are there available on the internet. I'll link to a few different versions so you can see some of the discrepancies between them and see where (laughs) word choice comes into it. Because that one that I read about the French Revolution, Mm. the most frequently used translation that people use these days is headless because of the guillotine factor of the French Revolution. But the word could have been thoughtless or it Ah. could have been brainless. Right, but so that's where go and with that, the one that's most applicable to. But the it makes a huge difference. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all just nonsense. Mind remains closed. <laughs> no, thank you. And I'm slamming mine shut now. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jisnes. Bye. Oh, Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. Jacob. This episode that's coming out next week. Mm. I'm reeling right now. I know. We've just recorded it. Yeah. It's a wild ride. Yes. A bonkers story. Yes. I'd heard nothing about it and now I'm absolutely obsessed. Well, I think people will be and I reckon everybody's probably seen it because there is a documentary on Netflix called The Murdoch Murders. Mm-hmm. There's a documentary on HBO about it as well. Um, it's been in the news a bit. This guy in the US called it. It's it's spelled M A D. No, wait. M U R. M U R D A U G H. So I keep looking at it as the Murdoch murders, Murdoch but murder. it's pronounced the Murdoch murders. And you've probably seen it. It's been in the news. Like this guy got tried last week, and it's everywhere. But no one in Australia really seems to know about it. Mm. So I'm given just the gist next week of the Murdoch murders. Look forward to it. And it's pronounced Murdoch. I looked it up. Ah. So it's the Murdoch murders. Ah. But I think it's funner to say the Murdoch murders. Murdoch murder. Murdoch murder. <laughs> oh, wait, people have died, so oh. rein it in. That's Not right, the murder funny. part of it. Right. But it is fun to say things like um, Moira Rose. Mm. 